The bids are in. The gavel is dropped. Ladies and gentlemen, here at WineBid, we are finally hammered. That's right. This is WineBid's podcast dedicated to all things wine retail, wine auctions, wine value, and just wine. My name is Jeff McGurn on the WineBid marketing team. With me, as always, is Paul Walker, the savant of Suave, uh, our <laughs> wine expert. Paul knows everything there is to know about wine. And today, we're going to be going through our Wine, uh, a wine, a good one. wine auction recap for the week. Boy, am I stumbling through the introduction today. Hopefully, everything will be going much better <laughs> during our actual wine auction recap. Let's jump right into it. We had a top performer today, just in terms of like when they got a lot of bids and we saw a lot of actions, a big market correction on the 1990 Lopez de Heredia Rioja Vinaton Donia Reserva which started at $50 and then 10 bids took it to 160 bucks. Yeah. Where it hammered. So it increased in value 3x for this 90 uh Lopez de Heredia. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good one. I think it's funny because I was I was hoping that you would have a sort of a segue into your wine investment expertise here and say, well, guess what? There's a bunch of this wine, uh, younger vintages. We talk about magnums in the auction every other week or so and say, hey, buy a bunch of these wines because they're not expensive for the younger vintages. Hold on to them for 30 plus years and look what happens. Make three X. I mean, you'll hear me say this all the time. Like, I think there's a tremendous amount of value in Spain. Like, I think Spanish wine, personally, I think is very good. And, and I know a lot of people agree, but I think it's a region that is just, it's not as commercially viable right now because it's maybe not been marketed as well, or it's just not as well known. Right. And therefore you can get screaming deals on Spanish wine, just like you can get screaming deals on German wine and wine right. from a lot of right. regions that folks just aren't familiar with. And so they're not paying premiums for it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because Lopez Zeradia is obviously very, you know, they have serious following, been making wines forever and the wines last forever. People are also, it's kind of fun to see that, you know, the, the Rosato, the Rosé goes for far more than sometimes the Reserve of Red. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. right. And the white wine as well is very sought after. And I looked this up too, just for fun. And this is only the second time we've ever sold the 1990 Reserve. 2014. 2014 yeah. was the last time we sold it. Yeah, like so fifty bucks, and I don't think one hundred and sixty bucks is 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 a whole lot for something <laughs> this rare and something with with this much, you know, age and heritage associated with it. So that that seems like you know well, appropriate. And, for me. and look, you can get younger vintages from anywhere from sixty to a hundred dollars. Yeah, right. and it's always available. It's always in the auction. It's like we've got the 04 reserve in right now. There's magnums the 04 like three bottle five, magnum lots. Yeah, right. Like of the 04. I don't and, think there's um, any rosé or white because that stuff comes and goes really quick. But there's almost reliably every week there's Bosconia and the Tondonia Reserva and the Grand Reserva. So yeah. Let's move on. Again, we're seeing some stuff at the, I would say the lower end of the price spectrum, you know, performing well. We had 2017 Morgan Long Willamette, Willamette Valley Chardonnay. For those 10 bits are from 20 to selling at like 42, $41, $42 a piece, which I thought was very interesting to see that. I mean, it's a recent well, yeah, <laughs> You know, I think this was from a batch, uh, a seller of a lot of wines from the Northwest and included these Morgan Long wines, which I actually I think I bid on one of these because I thought it seemed like a great deal. I did like some very, very cursory 
research into what was going on here and naturally got outbid because I think a lot of other people knew it was a great deal. But there were a whole bunch of inexpensive and high quality, you know, Northwestern, mostly from Willamette, actually, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay for the most part. Uh, there's some Riesling and some other stuff. But anyway, these wines, yeah, they more than doubled in price. And I think we've only ever sold them one time, which was in last night's auction. So I don't think Morgan Long has been around forever, but it's rare. I have this was cool. The 1962 Engelnook Charbonneau <laughs> yes, like a 335 milliliter started at $30, which was a phenomenal deal for a 62 Engelnook <laughs> Charbonneau. 1962 <laughs> California. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Like just a phenomenal deal for that. And then it gets all the way up to, or yeah, $140 yeah. where it sells. And I mean, I thought that was just hysterical. I mean, but what a, what a cool bottle that yeah. is, right like that's, good luck replacing that i mean uh, right i doubt there was any other you know auction data at all for this particular wine i know we've sold older older engelnick charbona before i don't think we've ever sold 62 half bottles but yeah very very cool i think there were some like mid 60s vintages in not too long ago mid to late 60s you see but 62 that's that's a rare one and so that yeah that's a sweet bottle for sure and then the only one other one that i'll mention before we go over to the heavy hitters is mm-hmm. this 91 kuhn imperial rioja grand reserva which yeah. along the spanish wine great value started at 45 dollars. we had four of them they ended up hammering for 110 dollars. yeah those seem to me i mean this is interesting for sure. I wouldn't have expected them to go for that much because, I mean, that's a lot of these wines, I think, well, they last forever and ever, but you tend to see, you know, vintages from the 80s that I want to say are not as much as this particular, as the 91. So I was actually quite surprised. In fact, yeah, we saw the 88, I think, recently. I guess it was close. And hammered for 110. But, you know, some of the other, I think, mid-80s vintages haven't been as expensive. So, anyway, that's another rare one, right? That's another vintage that, again, I don't think we've seen too many sales of the 91 Grand Reserva. Yeah, last hammer was in 2010. So, it's been a while. Yeah, you're just not, I mean, we're just not seeing a lot of these bottles. I mean, even at their price, like, I still think they represent, you know, tremendous value for the money. I mean, it's still very good wine. It's got great age on it. They age very well for the most part. Let's jump over to some heavy hitters. Probably not surprising that at the top end of the spectrum, Burgundy is back on top with a bottle of 1990 Domaine de la Romani Conti, selling for 70000 $800. We had a three pack of 2019 Screaming Eagle Cabernet Sauvignon OWC sell for $75.45. And then back in third is 1990, <laughs> well, is Burgundy with a 1998 Domaine d'Avenay Creole Batard Montrachet for $59.25, followed by Harlan's. Uh, two six bottle lots of an 05 and a 99 for 4580 and 4380. And then uh, I'll top it off with another DRC 2017 Latash for 3735 before 
let's talk about some weekly winners, right? Let's yeah, talk sure. about some things that 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 uh, we've seen a lot of movement just in the industry. I mean, we've got this '96 uh, Bruno Giacosa Barola Folletto Reserva that sold for six seventy. That's the high uh, since May of 2022. Where its most recent hammer at another auction house was at five twenty five. So we're seeing a premium being paid for that ninety six Giacosa Bond Matriarch two thousand eight three ball. Yeah, this, this is wild. This nine hundred bucks. The Matriarch for three hundred bucks a bottle. <laughs> three hundred bucks like, a bottle. What? Like the, the? I mean, Bond is just is just really taken off in the last couple of years, and to see Matriarch at three hundred, I mean, well, especially that's like, wild. That's, it was at another auction house last month. Competitor who we shall not name sold for four fifty four, and another auction house in June sold for six fifty. So to see it come up to nine hundred, I mean, yeah, it's, it's I mean, crazy. is is this what we're talking about? Like everyone's take is everyone really taking a step down and so it's going to make matriarch increase in price will we see you know well, some of the other bonds that are higher price come down i don't think so i think it depends on the vintage because like older matriarch does still come into auction you know fairly fairly regularly and the prices are not even close to 300 a bottle like let's see yeah the 14 hammered at 180 the 15 just hammered at 215 you know, the 16, which is a phenomenal vintage, hammered at 190. So they're all, you know, almost a hundred bucks less per bottle than the 18. So to me, and it has nothing to do with scores where it used to, right? These wines used to be super score dependent. And then, you know, in the sort of mid 2000s, the scores were never that great. I don't know. Then Parker stopped rating wines and after the 14 vintage or something and so you couldn't really it doesn't really make sense to me why the 18 is going for 300 and and the young you know the older vintages with higher scores are going for a hundred bucks less a bottle i i i don't understand it i don't get it what about what about this 89 krug brute that sold for 800 dollars right yeah as that's, far as we can that's, tell, this is a high as well. That's what we would call the standard label, too. That's that's just the Krug vintage. You know, I mean, right. just the vintage. I, I should just say. the vintage. It's that's phenomenal awesome. wine, but I mean, it's not Clodomenil. It's obviously not uh, Clodomenil. It's it's you know the the standard vintage brute. But yeah, that's pretty wild. And that I'm trying I'm trying to think. I think the '89. You know, it's been it's been a long time since it was released as well. So that's a tough one to replace if you you know if you need to find an '89 Krug, it's not easy to do these days. So, but still, that's uh, <laughs> that's quite a hammer, right? That is quite a hammer. Let's talk some Burgundy weekly winners, right? Talking about this Coasterie uh, Merceau Le Caillere. Hoping I got that right. Fourteen fifty, <laughs> which is a high on record. The previous high was in twenty twenty one. For twelve thirty nine, the most recent high in another auction house was in July for twelve hundred. I mean, this seems like a pretty dramatic high off of you know twelve thirty nine, twelve hundred, which close to each other, and now we're up to fourteen fifty. Um, yeah. Do you think this is an outlier? Do you think this represents that? Hey, you know, Coastery is is going strong in the face of any other market corrections. No, I think it's still. You know, it's holding its value really well. And I think, you know, maybe I, I would imagine some of the older vintages, like wines from the 90s and 2000s, might have, they might have peaked out a little bit, but I could totally be wrong. I've been wrong about this stuff constantly. I'm, I'm no expert, even though Jeff says the opposite, but definitely an expert. The, you know, the Corton Charlemagne's kind of bounced around 
it's getting such high prices these days. I'm not surprised things like the Cayre, especially 18 vintage, you know, more, more current vintages are, you know, are, man, it's, that's 1450. That's, that's really impressive. It's funny because you mentioned that Dovinate earlier, which actually had been in the auction for quite a little while. And then, you know, the price dropped, I think just one bidding increment and then it immediately sold. So, you know, sometimes it just takes, <laughs> takes a little tiny bit of movement. 50 bucks, a hundred bucks. And all of a sudden it's worth it. Yeah. And it, 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 it goes. So I don't know. It's, I think in the case of the Dovine, it was at 60 something. I don't know if it was at 64.25 and then it dropped to 59.25 and, you know, somebody jumped on it, but yeah, I mean, these are rare wines to begin with. Obviously, the Dovine is is a lot older, and, and that would be next to impossible to replace at this point. Whereas the Coche Dury Cayre 18 is probably somewhere available at retail. I'm sure it's you know it's got to be close to to somewhere like 1450 even at retail, just because they're so hard to find these days anyway. But yeah, I mean, there was a lot of really amazing stuff in last week. Reyes keeps selling and keeps going for crazy prices. There were a couple bottles or three bottles of the 08 that hammered at 1260. You know, there was the Munure wines also are still really impressive. There was both 96 and 2020 in last week of Premier Cruise Fusselot from Chamo Musigny at 400. And then 2020, uh, Chagno, Luis Sanjor Chagno. At 425. So sort of right out the gate of the most recent release, they're they're doing really, really well. So yeah, it's kind of kind of I, mean, I saw that 16 Cassiard Malconsor hammer for a thousand, which is you know, the the Romani Savivant was the wine that was always four figures, it, and now it's like the now, now the they joined the one Cru- comma club. It yeah, joined- now the Premier Cruise are joining the one comma club. It's just they're joining the one comma club. Please. It's mind-boggling. So we sold a 90 Trimbach close sign human for 745. I think there was a 90 in not that long ago as well, maybe just a week or two. I think we we mentioned a couple of vintages of close sign human. Maybe it wasn't 90, it's probably a, a slightly later vintage. Yeah, I yeah, thought this was cool. it, it wasn't 90. The last time 90 was in was three years ago. Uh so yeah, 555 up to now up to 745. So that's that's edging its way towards four figures as well, which is just wild. And then this Tusk Estates mag, I think I actually met, this is one of my picks, domestic picks last week, hammered at 1390, which is pretty wild. So, but I'm still blown away by the matriarch. That is just crazy. Absolutely crazy. All right. And with that, I think that wraps up this week's wine auction recap episode for Finally Hammered. This has been Jeff McGurn and Paul Walker. What is your name again? Uh, wishing you happy <laughs> bidding and cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers.